Poppy, how we doing today, dog? We're doing. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Through not, we're through another work week. Made it. Thank God. Thank God. Um, this was easily the longest three-day work week I've ever done. Easily the longest. It's been a week. It is. Uh, it has been a week. Figuring out my work schedule with coaching football coming up um, has been a disaster. I walk in yesterday, and we are 99.99% sure that the company contracted out to clean our facility, uh, shoved a bunch of paper towels down the toilet, and flooded our bathroom. <laughs> That's not cool. Not funny. Shouldn't have laughed. Our staff had to clean it up, not the fucking cleaning people. That's a mistake. So next week when they come in, they are in for a very petty surprise. Which is what? I'm going to put a note on top of the toilet that says, we know what you did. And then underneath the toilet seat, it's going to say, why did you put toilet, or why did you put paper towels in our toilet? And then I'm going to dump the container from the vacuum out in the middle of the floor. Okay. Fair enough. They're in for a treat. I already told my boss I'm doing it. She's like, I didn't approve any of that. I'm like, well, that's okay. You didn't disapprove either. <laughs> right. Had a work outing today. Uh, as a clinic, we went and played mini golf. Just a fun little kind of get out and um, have some fun. You know, we got a, a lot of changes coming up in the in the company, so it's fun to get out, have some fun. I did win. It's fine. I held up my. You know, I was I was talking some trash. Held up my end. I just don't like playing there. I don't like playing in the green. I've done it like twice, and it. It's not a course for you. No, no, it's not really. It's not really a course for me. But we'll see what happens. Um, Monday, I leave from Myrtle Beach. Um, shout out Reno. He's already there right now. Listen to the episode. I don't know if it was the latest episode or what episode. I don't know how far he is behind. Regardless, no big deal. Appreciate appreciate you listening, buddy. Um, listening from Myrtle Beach as well. So good on him. Um. I'll run it up. I'll run it up against Steph and mini golf over down there. See, you say that, but the last time you guys played, you told us she beat your ass. What time was that? Oh, I don't know. Had it been in March? Yeah. Okay, so we were. So that was like a, that was that was like a different set of circumstances. That was so number one it was indoor. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't thrive well indoor. No. No. Um That was at if you frequent out toward DC, specifically towards National Stadium, that's it's a it's like a mini golf bar. Hmm. So that was where we were. We went for my sister's birthday and I had to and like I kept having to tell cause they only it's it's nine hole. Okay. They and they only give you one ball at a time. Which makes sense. You just go, 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 so the next people behind you can go. Well, it was me, Steph, my sister, and I want to say three or four of her friends. So we had to do two groups. They only have groups of four. So it was one group of four and then a group of three. The group of four went first. It was me, Steph, my sister, and one of her friends. And I had to like keep constantly because they've been drinking in fucking DC all day. Oh God! So I had to like keep turning around and tell because they like wanted to like stand around and laugh and talk. I'm like, I'm like, you guys had to hurry the fuck up because there's people behind you. <laughs> I mean, other people are trying to play are trying to play too. So I kept having to like hurry. 
and hurry them along. Hurting cats. Right, that's what it is. It's it was it was fucking hurting cats. Not taking anything away from Steph, but that was the circumstances that I was dealt with. So I had so I was focusing on more than just playing mini golf. <laughs> so yeah. So you're feeling confident coming up this uh this coming week? Uh yeah, for sure. Last time we were on vacation, we beat her twice. All right. It's close. It's always close. I think the first time we played, it wasn't close. But the last two times that we played when we were on vacation, yeah, it's been close. All right. Between me and her. Do you purposely keep it close, or do you like... uh The first time I did, yeah. All right. I respect it. Because like the first time the first time we went, it was August. We started dating in June. Um. So it's like... It was too early to assert your dominance. Right. Way too early to assert my dominance. But now, at this point, I don't hold back, and she just like fucking lets it rip, and... Like, I don't know how, but she has, like, some of, the, like, the dumbest crazy shots, too. Love it. Yeah. No, I'm proud of her all the time whenever she does it. But, but like, at the same time, it's like, well, I'm trying to beat the shit out of you. And, like, and like here you are actually doing really good. Over under three and a half for how many times she tries to put the putter head in your ass. Um, Way under. I don't think she's ever tried. Really? Yeah. Maybe not the head. She may have, like, poked me in the butt with the end of it. Like right, end, maybe like the, maybe like that the, over like under end, three and a half for that. The end you hold it, but that's that's still under because she'll do it. She'll do it like once. Because like if you know me well enough, you know I'm competitive. Yeah, and like you can do it once as a joke, and that's all good and fine. But like if you do it like twice, then it's starting to piss me off. Over under three and a half on how many times you've tried to put the putter in her ass again? Like l- like like I'm competitive. She'll just like fuck me up for like sport. Cause that's just that's just the per- that's just the type of person she is. Like I said, love her to death, but like she'll she'll fucking punch me for style points. Watch this hole in one putt, wham! <laughs> no, for like 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 she would like she'll tell me like like we'll see like someone do something real stupid. Like could be like it could be anything. It could be like in regards to a relationship. It could be not in regards to a relationship. And she's like, if I ever catch you doing that, I'll just. That's what she does. I'm like, I'm like, I know, babe. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. Meanwhile, you're just internally like, please don't fucking hit me. <laughs> I know she won't because she'll instantly feel bad afterwards. No, I know. So I I know I know she'll I know she'll never actually like purposely hit me not with malicious intent right playful, playful hits they happen right right like she like she's hit me in her sleep before she's been do- <laughs> like she's been like moving around and she's hit me and, and, and whatever and that's like that's like no big deal because i thought the same thing to her I've, i got a playful smack in the head last night from sarah there's a uh, tiktok filter it's uh who does you who has a crush on you i watched this guy and <clears throat> for like the first five times he did it um it said uh, she was under four or five. And he's like, damn, what's with me and midgets? And he does it again. He's like, can I just get a normal size bitch? Over six five. He's like, <laughs> he finally gets one. She's uh, she's like five seven, five eight, whatever it is. And then like at the bottom, it says like uh, what their face is on a scale of one to 10. It said one out of 10. He's like, damn. So like I did it. And like uh, the chick I got was like six five. I'm like, damn, she's a tall bitch. <laughs> 
And then it tells you like their occupation. She was a janitor. I was like, damn, man, she sweeps floors. What the fuck? I forget what it said her like sign was. I think it said like Leo or whatever. Like, I, don't, I don't know what that means. And then it said she was a 9 out of 10. I was like, well, at least she's cute. Sarah said, Mah. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how the uh, we'll see how the whole um, the whole mini golf thing goes. Myrtle Beach might be a little different. I've never mini golfed Myrtle Beach before, but now we're actually going to make it like a like a concerted effort to play mini golf in as many states as possible. Okay, because now we're about to hit state number two. Okay. Um. So yeah, Sarah and I have uh, also done two, South Carolina and Pennsylvania. Hmm. Because you don't frequent Ocean City very often. No, Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. No. I will say some of the mini golf courses down at Myrtle Beach, they have like one of those little spinny wheels at some of the holes that you get to like fuck with each other on. Like, one of them, you can, like, put your club down in the middle of the hole wherever you want. Interesting. To block her shot. Or, like, if she lands on it, she can put her club down to block your shot. Like, wherever she wants. I'll have to get my fucking, um... I'll have to pull my fucking 54 out of my bag and bring it with me. <laughs> in case she tries doing some shit, I'll just have to fucking hit a flop shot and try and dunk it right <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> yeah, there's somewhere you can just, like, stand wherever you want. Uh, maybe you have to hit your eye, your ball with your eyes closed, hit it lefty, whatever. I can, I can hit a golf ball lefty. Yeah. Just like fun little, fun little things like that. Make, make mini golf a little more interesting. Okay. Some of them. The one that Sarah and I played did have it. Huh. I just typically always landed on ones that like sabotaged her. Well, I just spun the wheel as the way it happens. I don't know. Well, all is fair. All is fair. But I'm pretty good at mini golf. I'm not too bad. I like to think I'm okay. I like to think I'm okay. Probably pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like a professional like that. I don't fucking holy moly in that fucking show. Dude, they're not even pros on that show, but that show is fucking entertaining, dude. Rob Riggle and Joe Tessentor together. I don't know who, like, whose genius idea it was. But it was genius. Well, see, the whole thing is they needed somebody with le- with with some sort of legitimacy. <laughs> Joe Tessitore. Joe Tessitore. It works out because the show was on ABC. ABC is owned by Disney, which also owns ESPN. Yes. So it all worked out. And then you can't just have somebody talking sports the whole fucking time of a, like the entire time of a like it's supposed to. It is a sports show, but it's supposed to be like funny. So then you have to add somebody. And then the then the then the question probably was, okay, who's available? Rob Riggle, of all fucking people, dude, they're a perfect combination. It's probably my favorite game show to watch. I don't I I don't know if it's like they're a perfect combination or not. I just think it's like a, like it's like a perfect, like it's like a perfect thing to watch. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like perfect combination, like. Because I think the two of them, they are, like, far from a fucking perfect combination. Oh, dude, they're, like, they're, like, so polar opposites that it it works. Because, like, Joe Tessitore, like, of course, Joe Tessitore has made this his fucking career. Like, yeah. commentating, all that stuff. And Rob Riggle's, like, whole career is, like, I just make people laugh. I think he's just happy to be away from Booger McFarlane. 
I think to a certain extent, yeah. Is he still employed by ESPN? Yeah. Booger? Yeah. Damn. Out of all the layoffs they made. I know. They couldn't have laid off Booger McFarlane. Couldn't have laid off Booger McFarlane. You lay, you lay off Steve Young. Before you lay off Booker McFarlane. But I did see this. The new face of... This is for the pregame show. Of Monday Night Football. Did you see who got announced that it was? No, who is it? Scott Van Pelt. Ah, okay. I can I can get behind some SVP. Yeah, it was supposed to be between him... And I could be wrong, but I think the other one was Mina Kimes. I like Mina too. But they gave it to SVP. I mean, it's well-deserved by SVP. My man's just... Right. After they laid off Susie Colbert. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, they gave it to Scott Van Pelt. They laid off, like, that damn near entire staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is going to be a completely new staff heading into the season. I wonder who SVP is going to bring on there. I'd bring on General Lofty. I would. That's going to be tough because he does NFL Live. True. Unless he gets them off NFL Live. Or unless unless he just says he'll do he does NFL live remote on Mondays. Guess he could do that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe. But even so, like, well, the pre the pregame is at the game, so. So yeah, yeah, I would do I would do Dan Rolovsky. Um. If he wasn't so big of a personality now at this point, I would, I think it would be a good idea if ESPN tried to bring on Shannon Sharp. But he's too big of a personality just for just for a Monday night game, and that's it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know who else it would do. Maybe Damian Woody. He, I don't think he's still employed. I don't think he works for ESPN anymore. Mm, I don't know. What it? <laughs> I know. Uh, like I watch Get Up most mornings, <clears throat> and uh, uh, as of one day ago, he was posting on ESPN. So yeah, he's still there. There you go. Like the whole Get Up cast has like changed a good bit. Mm-hmm. You got like Harry Douglas on there most days. Like I mean, I get it. Like they're like they're trying to go with a new approach. They're trying to. Because a lot of people that got rid of have like older mindsets. Yeah, they they've been there a while. They're tenured vets, right? Tenured tenured vets that like their like their position is as very very well established. Maybe they're trying to. Probably what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring in different personalities that'll push their agenda. But then again, why would you keep around somebody like Scott Van Pelt who does not listen to fucking anybody? He's like um. What is the other guy's fucking name? There's two of them, actually. It's Kenny Maine, Scott Van Pelt, and... Olderman? Maybe. It's something like that. I can fucking picture his face. I just can't picture his name. But there's, like, the three guys that are just like, fuck you, this is my opinion, my show. I'm going to talk about what I want. Dude, Kenny Maine was a G. Kenny Maine kind of, like... Kenny Mayne kind of talked about sports the same way that um, who the hell was the guy in Ozark? Uh, 
shit. The main fucking character in Ozark. Jason Bateman? Yeah. Like that dry humor type of... Oh, yeah. Like I remember, was it Kenny, Kenny Main's interview with Aaron Rodgers? You know whose interview I watched with Aaron Rodgers, which is funny as shit? A Sunday Conversation with Caleb Presley. That is funny. He is a funny motherfucker, dude. He is funny as shit. No, the interview Kenny Main did with uh, Aaron Rodgers, like when Kenny Main was signing off, he's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers, or some shit. Like he like said, they bleeped it out, but he said the F-bomb on oh, ESPN. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, like him and Kenny, him and Aaron Rodgers had to have a good relationship in order for, in order for him to do that. Yeah, Aaron laughed. He thought it was funny. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I watched. Um, I don't know what made me do it, but it was, but I was driving back from getting my haircut last Sunday, and I just I just like had my I just had YouTube open for some reason, and Sunday conversations were right fucking there, and I just like listened to them the whole way home, and I was just laughing my fucking ass off. The one person who came prepared for Sunday conversations with Caleb Presley. If you haven't watched it before, go on there and watch them. It's from Barstool Sports. They're funny as shit. Um, yeah, they are. Like, he interviews, like, a bunch of different fucking people. Like, um, who's the most recent person he interviewed? Oh, he's done Max Homa, Drake. Um, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Uh, Morgan Wallen twice. Yeah, he's done Morgan Wallen. Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. Only person I ever saw come, like, of everybody. Like, of course, he did Aaron Rodgers, of course, Aaron Rodgers, too. But Aaron Rodgers has, like, that real, like, dry fuck you attitude. Theo Vaughn's the only one that I've seen make him break character. Caleb Presley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only person who, like, really came, like, prepared and was, like, kind of, like, answering questions the same way that Caleb Presley asked questions, uh, Josh Allen. Ah, uh, okay. He was going, he was <clears throat> going, like, question for question with him. He was like, um... Yeah, he asked Josh Allen. He's like, he's like, did you ever blow bubbles? And Josh Allen just like looks at him and he's like, <laughs> his response was, "When did bubbles get out?" I'm like, touche, <laughs> touche. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. Uh, the funniest one, probably the interview with Drewski. Yeah, that's funny as shit. Do you think we should give him these porcupines guns? When the hell do we give him that? This guy needs a fucking bib. <laughs> no, I don't. Shut the fuck up, fat ass. Drewski, how about you put a on somebody's shoe? Bitch. I live in a fat body. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So was uh, the interview he did with Morgan Wallen also. He called Morgan Wallen the throat goat. <laughs> yeah... And he said, uh, "Yeah, yeah." It was it was right before his, his newest album came out. If you haven't listened to his album yet, it's 30, 36 songs. Um, it's a lot of damn songs. It is. They're all good. I've I've, I've heard all of them. Um, I know just about all of them because I've listened to it enough now at this point. But any, that's that's beside the point. He said to him, "He's like, how long's your new, how long's your, how long's your newest album?" He's like, thirty six songs. They both like chuckled, and he's like, he's like, he's like thirty six songs. Really? He's like. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you're never gonna hear the end of it. And Morgan Wallen's like, yeah, you're probably right. And he's like, he's like, thirty six songs. We're never gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you 
he he sets up jokes so well. I know. Yeah, he, he is he is funny. He is a funny guy. He's funny because he sets up jokes well. Theo Vaughn is funny. He just doesn't give a fuck. Right. He'll just say whatever he wants. Yeah. He's he's like he's done some interviews where I'm like, all right, he's doing kind of good. Uh, all right, there it is. <laughs> yep, and it, and the wheels are falling off. He did what he did an interview with a uh, man with Down syndrome. Yeah, he did well. Then he lost it. Yeah, I'm not gonna repeat what he said. I'm sure, you guys may have seen it. If not, just use your imagination. Probably don't want to hear it, but. Right, he did very well, and then lost it. Although, like Theo Vaughn actually has like he actually has like some morals. He was um. He was interviewing somebody on the show. I forget who it was, and uh, the dude's like he's like looking at like one of the producer guys. He's like, "Yeah, you look like you old like older women. What's the oldest? What's the oldest woman you've been with?" He's like, "Yeah, I was seventeen or sixteen or seventeen, and she was like forty something." And he's like, nice, how was it? He, and Theo Vaughn's like, nice, the dude was molested. He's like, yeah, I guess that's true. How was it, though? <laughs> like, the, the guy interviewed I'm like, I mean, Theo's right. Yeah. He Damn. does have morals. Doesn't always seem like it, but he does. Well, God bless him. God bless him. All right. Sports talk. Orioles, magic. They're on another fucking planet, man. I can't not start off with this, man. I'm like giddy inside. They're on. A, they're on another fucking planet. So since we have talked last, um, last time, last time we did a show, the Orioles were currently squ- were squaring off against the Dodgers. Dropped two games, picked up one. Still have not been swept since Ali Rushman has made his debut. 71 consecutive series. Yep, that's one that's that is a top 10 longest streak in MLB history. Yeah. I be, I believe the next longest streak is like another 100 series. It was like it's like a team went almost 4 years without getting swept. I believe it's the St. Louis I believe it's the St. Louis Cardinals. I think they I saw it on Twitter. I believe that's what the record is. Longest um, while Holman while Holman tries to find that, it was a little discouraging watching the Orioles drop two out of three to the Dodgers, especially in Camden Yards. But on this brighter side to that, Tampa Bay had lost four straight coming out of that series. What is it? Trying to oh, uh, I I mean I looked it up. I haven't seen it yet. Uh... Well, I just look at the news. Look. Um, Tampa Bay had dropped four straight games after the Orioles picked up their picked up the series ending win over the Dodgers. Um, that moved us into a tie for the lead at the top of the American League East. And then I said to I said to Holman and Reno in our in a group chat we have on Twitter that Heading into heading into the weekend, this is obvious. This is definitely going to be the biggest series that the Orioles have played all fucking season so far. A four game set against the team they are tied with atop the American League East, Tampa Bay Rays. Started off that four game series with a very, very on a very good note last night, picking up the win, moving into sole possession of first place in the American League East. 
Uh, so we're at 71 series now. The most recent occurrence was 72 series stretch by the Braves from 2005 to two, uh, 2003 to 2005. The record is 125. Okay. Set so. by the Cardinals from 1942 to 1944. Okay. I I I knew it was in the hundreds. I thought it was a little higher than that. Um. So another 50 series to go for the Orioles if they want to break that record. At some point. Orioles get swept before then. I I, I just I, I know it will happen, mm-hmm. but um, they got a tough stretch coming up, man. Very tough stretch, but then again, at the same time, you know what you're seeing from this team now. This is the team that you're going to get. You know they they do well enough at home to where it's okay. Right now they're sitting at thirty and twenty at home, but twenty nine and seventeen. That's the best road mark, uh, if not in the American League. I believe in the entire MLB I could tell you uh, on, I, I have a sentence right here on ESPN I could sort it by that in the, in, in the American League because Atlanta is 30 and 14 on the road um, actually it won't let me damn it why won't it let me that's stupid But Orioles are, Orioles are on fire, currently on a two-game winning streak. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Um, again, now they're sitting at the top of the American League East standings, heading into a game tonight. First pitch should be in about 15 minutes or so, um, depending on what time we're sitting at. When that comes around, we may be able to get the game on for a little bit. I'll say this. You added one too many words to that sentence. They're sitting on top of the AL. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about winning the American. Having the best record in the American League is all good and fine. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a great achievement. But right now, my sole focus is just having the best record in the American League East. The American League East is the best division in baseball. All five teams are over five hundred. No other division can say that. Um, I mean, the closest that you can get, I believe, is going to be the National League Central, where the worst team is. 438 maybe yeah first team is 438 yeah because the Rockies are bad the Nats are bad the A's are bad and Kansas City is bad yeah I mean the American League West has four out of their five teams that are at 500 or better but the A's are fucking 27 and 72 which is why they're willing to trade a active pitcher for a career minor leaguer minor leaguer yeah um shintori what's his last name fujinami i think i can't remember i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now well maybe if i go right here and click on the orioles page i'll be able to tell you what it is it'll probably pop right up shintori fujinami um yeah coming off the dome there um orioles made a trade on the 20th so yesterday uh, with the Oakland A's to again requ- acquire right-handed pitcher, right-handed pitcher Shitara Fujinami, uh, for minor leaguer Easton Lucas. Um, so on the surface, you 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 look at what Fujinami has done in his time with the with the Athletics. This is his first year. He played in Japan last year. Um, I'm not sure how long his contract is. I believe it's like two. I believe we still have another year or two of control. After this season, so definitely a very good pickup uh, for the Orioles. There, 
He's made 34 appearances. He's also started. That's why his ERA is currently sitting at an 8.5 because he got fucking <clears throat> hammered earlier in the year. Absolutely hammered. Yeah, I forget what it is. I saw the statistic. His like first, you know, whatever appearances were fucking terrible. But then his like last six or something like that, dude's been dominant. Yeah. So what they ended up, what what Oakland ended up doing was they ended up moving him to the bullpen, which is which is definitely where he is faring a hell of a lot better. He's not. I mean, he's not a guy who's going to give you a lot of like a lot of distance in a game. He's not gonna. He's not gonna give you three, well, maybe three max. He's not gonna give you four, five, six innings. That's just not the type of pitcher he is. Um, very two pitch dominant, inc- incredible, incredible velocity on his fastball, a hundred to one hundred and three miles an hour is what he tops out at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has he's a splitter and a sweeper. Yep, yeah, splitter and a sweeper. Um, I believe his splitter is better than of those other two pitches. Did you watch the video I sent of his sweeper? Yes. That thing's gross. Yeah. Um. So, currently has an eight point five seven ERA on the season, but since he since he has um been moved back to the bullpen, I believe that was in I believe that was in the beginning of June. He is now pitching to a um to a three point five ERA. Yeah, it's I mean it's like drastically different. Yeah, so 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 cut it by over in half. All we really need out of the guy, we just need some we just need a bridge guy who can come in, give us two uh, give us another two innings. Um similar to what Danny Cologne can do for us right now. Um just to get us to Felix and your your near canal. Yeah. That's all that's all we really need. And with the type with the type of stuff that he brings, you know, the Really two pitch dominant, but he has another third pitch that is that he does a very good command over. Well, um, he just gives us so much flexibility on the back end of the bullpen. Like, yep, if Felix needs a night off, like he'll probably have tonight. Um, you can let Cano be the closer and have this guy be the and be be the, be the setup. Right for for with his with his first again he he's been pitching the American League all year. He's been I mean American League West is is very very dominant. He's had to play a lot of good teams. I don't know if they put him into a setup role tonight. They probably put him into a low, a low leverage. Yeah, it'll be like a sixth or seventh inning kind of guy. Yeah, a low leverage situation tonight. Um, Maybe the offense just fucking pops off, and they're like, "All right, let's go get him some reps." Yeah, yeah, that, that is that is that is really possible. Um, I believe he pitched a week ago, so maybe maybe a little less. So he's so he's fresh. Um, so it's it's not like, it's not like we're getting a guy who's coming off the injured list, or he or he's just in the fucking doghouse. So he he's fresh. Um, he will be ready to go. Um, maybe he's just a guy to help us translate for Shohei Otani. <sighs> I ain't going that far. I'm just not. I'm just not going that far. Look, a man can dream. All right. I mean, that's that that that's fine. But I just, I just, I, I don't see it happening. A man can dream. Let me, let me dream. Um. Okay. So I'm sorry. He actually joined, uh, the A's this year on a one year deal. So even so, you know we're we're tra- we're trading a guy who's been in the minors for his entire career, coming up on, I believe his age twenty eight season, a guy who's not even in our top thirty. Yeah, and he'll probably never make the forty man roster. Right. So so we're we're, tra- we're trading him for a guy who is proven to be a really really good back end bullpen arm. 
which right now probably is the biggest need for the Orioles right now. Um, defense has been playing really good. We've been hitting the ball really well. Starting pitching has actually been really, really fucking good as of late. It's been the highlight of the team. Yeah, it's really, it's really been the highlight of the team. Uh, Kyle Bradish, who's on the bump tonight against Zach Eflin. Um, Kyle Bradish is actually now being talked about in Cy Young contention. Dang. Okay. Yeah, the way he's been pitching as of late, that's that's the conversation he's been he's been slowly getting into. Um, although, if the Orioles do have a Cy Young contender on the team, it's Felix. Not. Um. Oh shit! Oh shit! I forgot to text him. <clears throat> do you have the bet ready for him? No, I gotta throw it together real quick. Well, let's take a look. What are we looking at? So. Guy at work um, texted me about the game tonight. Who to bet on? Right now, the right now what I got? I got the Orioles. Um, Orioles money line. Gunnar Henderson for two hits and Isaac Karates for two hits. I'm actually gonna change Gunnar Henderson from two hits to hitting a home run because I think he is tonight. I just got that sick feel. I got I just got that feeling. Gunnar Henderson currently sitting at plus four fifty to hit a home run. Okay. I'm doing this live. This may not this may not even happen. Kyle Bradish seven strikeouts is plus one seventy six. You think five of minus two sixty five is safe? Hmm. Cause he because um Gibby had nine last night. Yeah. So this is this is a team I'm gonna say five. Five Ks for Bradish, and I'm gonna say six Ks for Eflin because he he has um, high strikeout numbers. Um, and then I just want to get on base, Adley. I don't know if it'll give me that opportunity. Let's take a look. I just want to get on base. Away team plate appearances. Oh, that's his first appearance. Quick bets, first five innings, better props. Hit a home run, already been on that. Pitcher props. You know what? I'm going to let this one rock. Where's the get on base? So right now I got... All right, so Orioles money line, Isaac Paredes to record two hits, Gunnar Henderson to hit a home run, Kyle Bradish five plus Ks, and Zach Eflin six plus Ks. Ten dollar bet wins seventeen hundred dollars. I don't think that's too unrealistic. I'm gonna send that. I have one over here. <clears throat> uh, Gunnar Henderson to record an RBI, Anthony Santander to record two plus hits, Austin Hayes to record a run, and Kyle Bradish five plus strikeouts. Uh, $10 pays out $254. Send me that. We'll send you that. There you go. That's live for you. Mm -hmm. 
Understand that we are not professionals and we are not telling you guys to bet on this. Also, by the time you hear this, the game will be live and... Uh, no, actually, by the time you hear this, the game will be over. Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. Yeah. Unless y'all are listening to it as soon as it hits Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Right. Um... So yeah, definitely, definitely big things coming for the Orioles. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say this too. This has been a conversation that I've seen being had on Twitter as of recently. Um, Gunnar Henderson is the best player on the team. Dude, he's a dog. That's coming from a person who first week at the bigs, I had at least jersey. You'd probably give him a kiss if you saw him. I probably would give him a kiss, but dude. Maybe not on the lips, but the things that Gunnar Henderson does when he's playing in the game are just are just insane. Like Adley Rutschman is is Adley Rutschman is like the Manny Machado or not Manny Machado. Adam Jones is the team. Yeah, holds it together. He's the fucking captain, most likable player. He's the face. The, he 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 is the face of the franchise. You need something done. He's get, like if you need somebody to come up in the clutch, he's the guy. Yeah, more often than not, he's got it. Yeah. The hits, the hits, like, doesn't... He hits for contact really well. The power's there a little bit. Gets on base. I have a lot. Gunnar Henderson is like Manny Machado. <laughs> when when he's firing on all cylinders, you're not stopping him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now. Market, Friday, July 21st, 6.35 p.m. Next year, you will be having legitimate conversations at this time about Gunnar Henderson for MVP. Okay. A legitimate conversation about it. Depends where Shohei Otani goes, but I can see it. I think it's going to be the same thing with Mike Trout, because Mike Trout's been playing at the same level for so long, and it's going to be the same thing as LeBron. At some point, that's your expectation. So while while Shohei is doing incredible things right now, that's going to become the new norm, and anything anything a little bit less than that is viewed as a down season. That's fair. Maybe we'll see. I see the point you're making though, because baseball is that way too. Because Mike, I mean, when when he's not hurt, Mike Trout has has been doing the same things year in and year out. There's no reason why he shouldn't be winning MVP all the time. He is the most valuable player in the league by that standard. At the mo- at the moment, no, but but w- but when he when he was winning MVPs, he was the most valuable player in the league, whether he won MVP or whether he wasn't. True. But then that became the new norm. So if he wasn't hitting thirty five home runs and stealing twenty five bases, it was a letdown of a season. Then it's a letdown of a season. Exactly. He could hit he could hit for thirty four and steal thirty six, and that's and that's a letdown of a season. Same same way with LeBron. If he's not if he's not one upping his twenty eight seven and eight season, it's looked as a letdown. It also helps that the Orioles are going to be winning too. Yeah, that does uh, that does play into it. I'll say one more thing about the Orioles, and then we can we can bounce over to the NFL. There, I just need Colton Cowser to get up to the plate with some confidence, ready to swing the bat. Look. We were having the same conversation early on, not us, but the same conversation was being had about about Gardner Henderson when he when when he first started, 
you know, it's very, very rare to have a guy go out and instantly give you production. It's very rare to see what Manny Machado did during his debut. Very rare. And, you know, you see guys like Ellie De La Cruz, Julio Rodriguez, even Adley Rutschman. You know, they were all giving immediate um immediate production from like from day one as soon as as soon as they got up to the bigs. It's like it's gonna take him a little bit of time to get into the into the flow of it. While the numbers don't look great now, the hitting numbers don't look great. But his on base percentage is still really is is still better than it should be for the for his batting average. Well, the thing is, is like he um he just takes a lot of pitches. Like he, I, I don't know if it's just like he's lacking some confidence up there. If he's just waiting for like that pitch, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know what it is, but he just got to get a little more aggressive at the plate. Hey, look, if you put the ball in play and your batting average is lower because they're just fielding the ball, it's different than going up and watching four pitches in an AB. No, I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And again, you know, it's you know, it's a very similar situation to what was going on with Gunner. I think it's just a, it's just he's just got to go up there like he's got to be ready to swing the bat. A little confidence, a little gusto, a little, little something. I'm not saying the dude can hit. We've seen his numbers in AAA. We know the dude can hit the damn ball. Right. He's got to go up with a little confidence, man. And I, I, you know, I think it's I think it's one of those scenarios where he doesn't want to. Maybe he doesn't want to try and do too much and cost a team games with his aggressiveness like be like being aggressive and losing a game is sometimes worse than being passive and losing a game yeah i mean because like because like if, if you're passive you know you're you know you're waiting for the right opportunity instead of fucking chris davis swinging at three straight pitches and going to and grabbing some fucking pine well yeah i'm not you saying know? the dude's got to go up there and just grip it and rip it every single pitch that comes in um you know i mean he's he's a good hitter he's got a good understanding of the strike zone understand man hey it's okay you can take a swing. Maybe you get a productive out out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe you move the runner over. Maybe it's a sack. Um, sacrifice fly. Maybe you just cause them to force an error. You're still on base. You know what I mean? A little more aggressiveness out of Colton Cowser, I think, would go a long way for that young man. Yeah. You That's know, all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying, like, change his fucking swing or anything, but... Yeah, you know, I I, I, def- I definitely hear what you're saying, uh, and I'm, de- I'm definitely not going to argue against it. You know, he could, he could afford to be... Oh, son of a bitch. And I'm just saying that as a baseball player... We don't earn copyright to this... Oh, no. Wrong TV. I'm just saying that as a baseball player, like, if you go up there scared of the ball or scared of the pitcher, you're not going to hit that ball. You got to go up there with a little confidence, and you got to, you know... There's there's different ways to hit. You could be like, all right, look, I'm an inside third kind of batter, so I'm, I'm I'm not swinging at anything on the outside. I'm only swinging at middle to in. You know, and you and you cut the plate into two thirds. You completely take off a third of the plate because let's just be honest: at that level, you can't you can't hit all nine all nine blocks of the uh... right. What is going on? It's just lagging right now. No catch up. You you just can't hit all nine blocks of the plate there. So a um, little confidence, I think, would go a long way for the young man. A little confidence, a little gusto, a um, little more aggression out of the bat. It worked for Gunnar Henderson, like you said. He um, kind of struggled early on in the season. Look at that first pitch swinging. You don't care. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. Honey Badger don't give a shit. I don't um, understand why it's being so slow right now. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to some NFL talk oh, here. Already went out. <laughs> Glad we knew what happened. Um. Um. 
There's some teams in the NFL bringing back uh, some throwback uniforms. Seahawks. Um, I believe the Vikings are. The Colts are debuting a new all-blue jersey with a black helmet. That's ugly, man. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's rough. If they did, if they if they threw like more black in there, it'd be one thing. But like all blue with just a black helmet, it doesn't look great. Yeah, I mean, if they did, uh, if they threw in like black jerseys with it, I think it would look good. Yeah, black helmet, black jersey with like blue numbers, white outline on them. Uh, blue if, pants. If, if they did like blue, black, blue, then that'd be better. But like black, blue, blue, it like it it, it, it looks like you're forcing the issue a little bit too much. It lo- it looks like you lost your helmet, and you guys had to go with replacements. Yeah, they just plain black helmet. Like you know, uh, shit. We don't have time. They should put a decal on it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of it. Um, that's the that that Seahawks new uniform. That is fire, though. Well, it's a throwback uni. It's still fire. It is fire. That's probably the best one I've seen so far. I would like for the Ravens to bring back a, a throwback logo. But see, the Ravens can't do it because they lo- because of copyright infringement. Oh, okay, that's just a good defensive play. Yeah, you can't do anything about that. Piece of shit. It's early. It's, it's top one. No, I want to be up 6 nothing already. <laughs> two batters, buddy. There's been two fucking batters. You can't be doing all that on two batters. <laughs> Um, um, no, they just, they don't own the right to the, uh, old logo. Well, one of the old logos, the first logo they use, they don't own, they yeah. don't own the rights. They they lost the copyright battle over that. They could bring back the bird though. I think. I think it's the shield one that they lost the. Yeah, hey, I'm up to three. Oh, I hate, hate, the, hate those uniforms. It's really not that bad. There he is, Cobb Radish. There he is, five strikeouts. Shut up. Um, um, no, I mean, like, I, like, I understand what you, I understand what you're saying. As a as a Ravens fan, it would be nice to see us do it. But then again, you know, we don't really have like, what's the most we can do? Change our helmet color to purple? I think I, th- I think that's gonna be like the most that we can do. So we don't have copyrights to that one, I believe. Right. But we do to that one. And like as a Ravens fan, I don't even need like a I don't even need like a whole throwback uniform. If we just went with like a purple helmet, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean like dude, just give me give me a th- purple helmet with like that or that. I mean, come on. There's a little throwback uni. Excuse me. Or even put like that shield on it. Be tough too. Well, we're not getting it this season. I can, I can, I can assure you that. I know you want us to bring back the gold pants. I do, man. Like if we if we went like with an all gold uniform with purple accents and then a and then a purple helmet, that looks sick. Maybe not all gold. Not like fucking. Uh, not like Jacksonville Jaguars color rush gold. Oh god, dude. But then again, like like they had like that two tone helmet looked bad. It was more of like a Dijon color. Yeah. Like if we went like if we went like a, with like a gold. Damn, all the way from Saudi Arabia. 
Let's go O's. Hey, shout out to you. Shout out to you. I And the person standing behind her, her sign said she came all the way from Guatemala. I don't know which one's further, but shout out to both of them. Saudi Arabia definitely is. He's got to cross. You got to. You got to cross the Pacific. I'm not good at geometry. Yeah, Gu- Guatemala's at least in South America. Saudi Arabia is in fucking Middle Earth. Not good at geometry. Yeah, well, I, I know where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> oh, that was a perfect game. No more fucking noises from you. Well. All right. Rumors coming out of Baltimore. Um, Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, is uh, trying to bring back Louisville Lamar. So this all stems from a conversa- from an interview that James Jones was doing with Emmanuel Acho on, on his show. Yeah. Um, did you see this interview? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he said that... So number one, he, also, he said that Zay Flowers has been the best receiver in camp so far, and it's not even close. Um, well, that's... That's also Zay Flowers competing with Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, Rashad Bateman's still hurt, and I don't think OBJ has been there yet. Yeah, Odell Odell hasn't been there, ha, ha, has not reported. So that's that's that that's a that's a loaded comment. That's a loaded comment. It sounds really really encouraging on the surface, but Bateman hasn't been there yet. Odell hasn't been there yet. When they're when they're all there together. Things may be a little bit different. Zay very well still could be the best out of the three. Um, but without having all three of them there, you know, it's 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 tough to say. So that's a little bit that's a little bit loaded. I think Zay arguably has the maybe the best complete like total package skill set out of all of them. Um, like speed, route running, um hands like all of it i know bateman's got some damn good hands um and and he's fast as shit too the proof is in the pudding on a bell yeah that dude that 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 motherfucker may have the best hands i've ever seen he may have the best hand (laughs) yeah right hand not plural right hand left hand it really doesn't matter he he may have the best hands i have ever seen on a football player but i mean i saw i saw bateman go down with one hand and snag that hoe out of the air with one hand on a slant and then take a shot. And I'm like, yeah, my man just snagged that with one hand knowing he was about to get his fucking bell rung and didn't give a shit. And he, knew, and he, he held on. And he knew Bateman's one of the, Bateman's probably the forgotten part of this, of the whole receiving core right now. Oh, hundred percent. Well, I mean, he's, he's injured. So, um, but I, I really don't think people understand just how good Rashad Bateman actually is. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I personally think he's had the best season of any receiver on the team. Dude, I mean, from the sounds of it, um, Todd Munkin is uh, he's going to spread the ball out. They're going four wide. Um, you want to? You're not going to be able to stack the box against this offense. So that way, when Lamar Jackson decides, eh, it's time to go. He only has to make one, maybe, maybe two people miss. Instead, he can of, do that, right? He he can he can do that with he can do that with one step. He, he's 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 shifty enough. He can make two people miss at the same time. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's going to get to the point where there's one. Um, Damn, that was a dirty pitch. That was a dirty pitch. Um, it's gotten to the point that like Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to keep a spy on him. Yeah, like you're going to have to. He has like he has demanded so much respect running the football. You're going to have to keep a spy on him. But I promise you, whoever you have as a spy on him, 
may win a battle here and a battle there, but they will not win the war. See, I, I see. I, I think I think the only player that could really spy Lamar effectively, because of course he can't use a defensive back, because then that then that stretches your de- your defensive back thin. Um, I obviously can't use a fucking defensive lineman. I th- maybe the only one you can get away with using it, maybe Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt, just because they understand angles, they understand pursuit better yeah. than anybody else. But then again, if you take away the two best passers in the whole league, you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett's another er, Miles Garrett. Christ, uh, Michael Parsons. Yeah, I, I he he hasn't had to play, he hasn't had to play Lamar yet. So no, that's so that's 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 a little bit tougher. I think genuinely the only player that you could, um, what the hell is he swinging at? It's Randy Rosarena. Who the hell knows? Um, I think I think the only I think the only pitch, pitch. <laughs> I think the I think the only guy that's worth putting on putting as a spy against Lamar is um and effectively working. We've seen it work in the past. I think the only one is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from uh, from from Cleveland. Yeah, because he's, he's he's a former safety translated linebacker. Yeah, that's true. So 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 he so he ha- he has the skill in order to do it. Um, but you know he's coming off a pretty he's coming off a pretty bad injury from last year. So who knows how effective he's going to be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really encouraging to hear James Jones when he was talking with Todd Munkin say that he wants to, he wants to get Lamar action Jackson, Todd Munkin's words, words to just, he, like he, he wants to spread the ball out for him four wide, you know, it's pistol in the gun. I don't really, I don't really think it matters because Lamar's comfortable, even under center now, I think Lamar's comfortable enough. It's. You're six for crying out loud that, yeah. he, that he's heading into. So he's he's comfortable now at this point, but you know if if you're going if you're going four wide, you know you got to worry about Bate, Odell, Zay, Mark Andrews. Madden just gave Mark Andrews the best contested catch rate, not out of tight ends in the game. Dude, my man, my man does know how to go go up and get a ball. He like he just. The confidence that he has in him in in himself to make those tough contested catches over the middle in traffic, going up over somebody, you know, there's not there may be one other player that may do it better than him, and that's Justin Jefferson. But then again, if you're if you're in the same conversation as Justin Jefferson, you're doing something pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I I remember that draft. You know, we took Hayden Hurst in the first round. I was like, what the fuck are we doing, dude? Like, Mark Andrews is still on the board from Oklahoma. Like, what are we doing? We ended up getting him in the third round, so I was I was happy about it. But but you know I'm biased because I watched him in Oklahoma as an Oklahoma fan. I'm like, this dude can ball. Like, but you know the thing is, I if and and this is just this is just how the NFL thinks. If if Mark Andrews did not have diabetes, he would have been a first round pick. More than likely, yeah, probably because a lot of, because the type of diabetes that that he has actually called into question whether or not he'd even be able to play pro ball. Yeah. Now he is. It's 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 paying off incredibly for the Orioles. Orioles. I'm all over the fucking place right now. Yeah, lock it in, brother. It's uh, you know, paying off incredibly for for the Ravens now at this point. But you know, if you're if you have to go four wide with them, obviously you're gonna you're gonna have to have safety help for somebody. You're gonna you're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. So even if you go even if you go man for man with safety help over top, that's five out of the six players on your line. That's that's five. That's five. 
five out of the five out of the eleven players on your defense back there. And with the speed that we have, you're going to have to go with two safeties. Mm-hmm. You have to. That leaves five people in the box at max. That's just like the fact that nobody is talking about the Ravens this year. It's fine, man. I'm fine with that's it. fine. I don't care. You can, like like people people can stay quiet about them. They can not talk about them. You know they can give they can give every other team in the NFL their flowers, saying they're gonna be better than last year. Yada yada yada. Potential top ten team in the league. Blah 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 blah. You can say whatever you can say whatever you want about these teams. Because you know at, th- at this point you know teams like the Bengals, if you're Colin Coward, the Steelers, uh, of course the Ch- the Chiefs are gonna Chiefs are gonna get theirs. You know, the Bills, who knows what's going to happen. Everybody is calling the Jets like the fucking darling of the league for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. The Jags. Yeah, the Jags. That's another team. You know, you can give all these teams their flowers. But don't. And, and, and of course, this, you know this is what's going to happen. When it comes time from when, the, from, from when the Ravens are on a fucking huge winning streak, don't turn around and say, saw this coming in the preseason. See what I sent you guys about Adam Rank predicting the Ravens schedule? Yeah. Nine and eight. Dude had us going like one and six in the last seven weeks. Also, losing to the Cardinals. Right. I mean, his 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 point with that, we even made the same point. There's always a stinker that the Ravens are gonna put in. There's always a stinker. So I so that makes sense. But I'm I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet my fucking car the Ravens don't lose to the fucking Cardinals. I forget who he had us losing to, but my man, I don't know who let him cook, but get him out the kitchen. Right. Uh, let me find it. He had us week eight losing to the Cardinals, beating the Seahawks in week nine, the Browns in week 10, losing in week 11 to the Bengals, week 11 to the, or week 12 to the Chargers, going on our bye 13. Beating the Rams in 14 and then losing four consecutive in 15, 16, 17, and 18 to the Jags, the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Mountie just got a triple. That's tough. Oh, no, he's stuck with a double. Come on, bitch. The triple would have been cooler. That would have been cool. Um, Yeah, so excited to see um, what Todd Munkin means by bringing back uh, Louisville and... Lamar, Action Jackson. I'm excited for it. I mean, just just based on passing numbers, you know, if, if you... Oh, God. Is this a replay or is this a different ball? Go ball! Oh, shit. It's gotta be a replay. It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this movie's so fucking slow right now. Yeah, it's being real janky. I know. Um, but you know, if, if, if you look, if you take a look at what Lamar did when he was in, when he was in college under that pro style, under that pro style offense, mind you, none of the players that he played with in college on the offensive side of the ball made it to the NFL. <laughs> That's crazy. So just from passing numbers, um, his sophomore season, which is 2016, the year he won the Heisman, um, 3,054, 3,543 yards on 56 complete. 56% completion percentage, which that's a little alarming, but that is what it is. 30 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and then his junior season, the year he de- the and then the next year he declared 3,660 passing yards on 59.1 completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So, you know, the the passing numbers for Lamar were definitely there in college, 
Um, you know, the whole notion of wanting to go back and give him the opportunity to um you know, showcase his talents again like he like he did with a with a pro style spread offense. Mm-hmm. Um should have should have a lot of a lot of teams scared. Yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to it, man. Heading head, heading into this season. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be very, very exciting. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, again, I'll keep hitting snooze for you. Ain't no problem. Yeah, keep sleeping if you want to sleep. Yeah, I'm here for yeah. it. If, if you if you want to sleep in, I'll I'll wake you up. Just let me just let me know just let me know when you want to. Until until then, I'll be sitting there and I'll just be I'll be waiting. Right. Uh, Commanders officially do have a new owner. Um, the Josh Harris Group. It's official. Um, Dan Snyder is no longer involved with that team. Um, shortly after that sale went official, the lady that was conducting the interview—I don't know if she's a judge—I—I I don't know what her independent off- independent arbitrator is probably is probably the the safest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly what her um position title is, but um, shortly after the. F- Sam went official. She released everything um, that she found regarding Dan Snyder. Pretty much, if I interpreted everything correctly, uh, found him guilty on the majority of the charges that were allegated against him. Yeah, um, you know when when th- when there's enough rumors about somebody, you know, something something going on. More often than not, you know, those rumors tend to be true. Um, sexual allegation charges, they were all. They were all proven true, um, and withholding uh, season ticket, um, ticket withholding ticket revenue from the league in excess of over eleven million dollars. I believe the total was. It may have been more than that. I, I could I could have remember wrong. Jesus, I also said allegated instead of alleged. Although it makes me sound more intelligent. Like allegated sounds like a bigger word. In in actuality, it's actually just. Not a word. Not correct. <laughs> it's actually just not a word. Um, but that that's that's beside the point. You wouldn't have known if I didn't say anything. I didn't even pay attention to be honest with you. I keep calling the fucking Orioles the Ra- the Ravens the Orioles and the Orioles the Ravens. Say it, huh? There's nothing you can do about that. Well, you can swing at it. Well, you can, but it lo- <laughs> that, that, like Colton Cowser just struck out just struck out looking. <laughs> that was just a good pitch. It was a good pitch. That like, would you like to see him swing? Of course. But then again, it looks like it's it looks like it's going, going to be a ball, and it just fucking. Is that Nick Marcakis? I don't know. It looked like the first one was supposed to be Felix Bautista. That might be Nick Marcakis. Oh God, I've never seen Nick Marcakis do something like that before. He also doesn't hit from the right side of the plate. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um. Anyway, regardless, um. Dan Snyder. Found guilty on the on the majority of the things that he that he was that he was alleged to have done, uh, fined sixty million dollars by the NFL. Hmm. Grand scheme of things, that's a percent of what he just made. Yeah. He, I mean, he he bought the team, I believe, for six hundred million dollars back in two thousand or ninety nine. Whenever whenever he bought the team, it was around six hundred million dollars. Maybe it may have been a little bit. It may have been a little bit less than that. Or a little bit more than that, but anyway, um, the value of the team went up four hundred percent. No, it went up seven hundred percent. The gr- the grand total that I saw, he his his ROI was seven hundred percent. 
Wasn't it like uh, two point four million or something like that? Or was it more than that? What was it? Or uh, billion? Two point four billion? No, it was six billion. It was six billion. Oh yeah, okay. No, I was way <laughs> off then. My fault. Thought it was two point four billion. Yeah. No, he um the largest largest sale of a team in North American sports history. Two billion is still a lot of money, so that's why I was like, that's that, that's a lot of money. You know, I mean, back in two thousand, I think it was whenever whenever the hell the Donald Sterling thing happened. Um, in the NBA, that was what the Clippers sold for two billion dollars. At the time, people were like, Excuse "The me? Clippers, the Clippers." Well, they're not wrong. And you know, the thing is, like, I I think the sale of the Clippers that that has to do a lot with why the NBA money is so high now. Yeah, because if you keep in mind, they voted they voted him out, and then they sold the team. I mean, so, um, Steve Ballmer paid $2 billion to the NBA. Just to him, hey, here you go, take it. Not to, not to, not to fucking Donald Sterling, but to the NBA. Hey, take it if you want it. Right. I mean, the Clippers might be the third best team in the state. I wouldn't even say third. Fourth? Yeah. Okay. Third biggest brand in the state. That's that's that that's a better. That's, that's that's what I was trying to say. That's a more accurate statement. Lakers, Warriors above them. Than them, probably than the Kings. Yeah, but talent wise, I think it goes Clippers. I think I think it goes Warriors, Kings, Lakers. Yeah, Clippers. I agree. But we're not talking about basketball. Nothing's really going on right now. No. Um. But yeah, new ownership on the way for uh, for the Washington. Uh, for the Washington Commanders, um, Josh Harris called two very very popular bars. Did you hear about this? Um, no, I mean I know that they're potentially rebranding the team, which I fully expected that might be gone. Nope, pop out. Cool. I could tell by the way he put his head down. Yeah. Um. Somebody's got to catch it. I can't tell who's gonna get there. Austin. Um, I was like the fucking slow motion of the lag did not I help. I don't know why it's doing this right now, man. Uh, it's probably kinda, it's too many things on the internet. It's kind of irritating me. Uh, two bars in Washington rebranding. Haven't seen this. What is it? Um, Josh Harris called two very very popular bars in the um like in in the area of where the of where the um the Nationals play. Um. Paid for uh paid for over a thousand rounds. Damn. Bought beer bought bought beer or seltzers for over a thousand people. People 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 were tweeting in twenty six minutes as the owner of the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris has done more for the city of DC than all than Dan Snyder did in his entire time here. <laughs> yeah, he's probably right. Whoever said that's probably right, dude. Sometimes they're on his fucking horse there. Oh man, he's got him. Damn. He was on his horse though. He was on his fucking horse. I've never seen Tony run run so fast in my life. Oh, he was on his horse there. He's chasing them taters. He was chasing them taters. Um, but yeah, spe- speaking about the whole uh rebranding thing, um, they are saying that 
it is possible they could go for a complete rebranding. Now, that's a, that that's a really loaded thing because you know the burgundy and yellow. You know, it's so reminiscent of you know Redskins days. Yes, right. So my so so my question is, and this is just again, this isn't this isn't generous pitch. Um, not not something that we had marked down. Just kind of something that I would I want to get your 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 thoughts on briefly. Um, if you're Josh Harris and this ownership group, do you attempt to maybe try and not only rename but possible but possibly do a complete rebrand rebrand like change change of colors and everything just to try, like because the name Redskins is such a for for no, for no real reason in my, in my opinion, but my opinion really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of it. Um. It, it doesn't really have that black of a stain in, you know, the eyes of some. For others, it does have a, have a, have a black stain on, you know, how people, how people perceive the team, being racist and everything. And then also with the ties to Dan Snyder, do you think there's a possibility they could just do a complete fucking revamp, colors, name? Whatever. Well, I think they're planning on building a new stadium, right? I think they've already gotten that approved. Um, to build a new stadium. Oh Lord, that's one nothing. Yeah, he's in there. Cut that off. It's not even that was close. close. Um, it was not that close. Anyway, um, I don't think it would be a bad idea to just rinse everything that Dan Snyder was affiliated to away. Just rinse it all away. The burgundy, the gold, the stadium, the name, all of it. Like, hey. We're not that anymore. We will not be associated with that anymore. Here's something new. It's going to piss off a lot of fans. Yeah. Because let's, I mean, let's just be honest. As humans, change is fucking scary. Yeah. Like, like none of us like truly enjoy change. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us handle it better than others. Also depends on how significant the change is. That's a pretty significant change. He's going to piss off a lot of fans by doing so. Although, if I was him, I would do it. I like if if you're if you're going to do it, I would do market research first. This is not this is not something this is not something that I would do at the end of the year. I would invest time and money, you know, doing the market research, asking the fans, "Hey, look, if." If this, would you be open to this? Well, I mean, dude, I think the DC Defenders put more fans in the stands than the fucking Commanders do. Yeah. Now, now let, let me ask you this. If they changed the colors and kept the name, would you be okay with that? The Commanders? Yes. I like the Commanders personally. It's grown on me. They gotta change the logo. Just commanders with a line underneath of it, like okay. So so re- so revamp the logo a little well, bit. Lines over both, but yeah, you gotta change the logo. I hate when people stand like that. Him and Boba Shep both stand like that. It pisses me off. Well, that was close. Um. So revamp revamp the logo, keep the team name, and change the color scheme. Um. Hmm. Maybe I wouldn't be too mad at that. Like, 
if you if you look at the, if you look at the track record of how all of DC is, they're four major sports: the Wizards, Capitals, Nationals, Commanders. Also, but they're part of the conversation. Not a boy. Um, what are the three things those other teams have in common? I mean, color scheme. Yeah, I mean they're all red, white, and blue. What if you decide? What if they decided to go with that to a certain extent? Sure. DC's team moving to the old RFK Stadium, which puts them closer into the DC limits. Yeah. I think a rebranding, especially logo wise, needed. Um, yeah, yeah, redo the logo. You know, I'm I'm all, I'm all for that. You know, the team the team name Commanders. Um, it's okay. I, know, I I I th- I think I think that would stick. Redo the uniforms. Yeah. Like, like they just have like they got like pretty basic uniforms. Right. The black is nice. I I don't mind the black uniforms. Yeah, the, yeah, the black the black one is really nice. But I think if you went with more of like a maybe not so much a burgundy, maybe like a red. Like yeah. A red and yellow. Hmm. I think I I think that would look cool. Alright, got out of it only giving up one. I can't handle the slow motion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Um Red, White, and Blue for sure. I think that's a good call for them. Um It makes sense. It fits where they are. I'm fine. I'm fine with the commanders. As the team name, I mean, it makes sense where they're at. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a, I got no issues with it. There's ways to do it without doing an entire revamp because I, I don't, I don't, because I, I think if you do an entire revamp again, I think you risk losing, losing, losing some fans. I think it also may open the door for something that. I don't think the NFL wants to see happen. Well, see, it's tough too because you want to wash away the Dan Snyder stain on the organization, right? But you don't want to wash away what was done previous to him. Exactly. Yeah. All the all the rich history that the team does hold. You don't you don't want to erase all that. And I do and I do understand that. Um, but you want to wash away the stain of Dan Snyder. Right, and and I I I think I think the stain of Dan Snyder will go away a lot a lot faster a lot faster than anything else. A new stadium and, and a little revamp of the logo, color change, um, some new uniforms. Maybe not even a color change, like a color tweak. Instead of burgundy, red. Like red, black, and yellow. Yeah. It's, it's, instead of the because if you if you decided if you decided to change it from burgundy to a red that still does give you the opportunity to go back and pay homage to teams of old and if you decided to to go with a throwback jersey you can still wear burgundy because it's not too far off from it's not like the fucking eagles who went from baby blue and yellow to green maybe they'll go with like a camo uni that'd be kind of ill <laughs> Also, the Eagles posted throwback, like uh, throwback Thursday or something like that, and there's a picture of Donovan McNabb wearing that yellow and blue uniform. Could they be foreshadowing something? 
Probably. What, last year? Didn't they bring back the Kelly Greens? Kelly Greens did it, yeah. Yeah. Dude, this year, I'm just so excited. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bringing back my favorite jersey of all time. The creamsicle orange. By far my favorite jersey of all time in the NFL. I don't know what my favorite jersey of all time is. My mine's the cream sickle. I I love that cream sickle orange jersey. I would have to think about it with the throw uh, the throwback buck. You know what I think my favorite jerseys of of, of all time probably is. It just just solely based on simplicity, and nobody has ever. It's like it's like it's like purple and yellow for the fucking Lakers. Nobody's ever looked bad in this uniform. Silver and black. The Raiders. No, uh, yeah. I wish I could like I wish I could be a Raiders fan. Because black and silver, it just goes with everything. It's good. It's it's a clean colorway, right? Yeah, like we have purple, which that that goes with a lot too. So that that works out, and we and we also have black. So, um, we can play on a few on a few different levels there. But speaking of Tampa Bay, today we are doing our latest edition of schedule predictions. Um, Tampa Bay is going to be included in this. We're doing the NFC South. Yes, sir. That is who we're kicking off with today. So, based on that, why don't we go ahead and start with Tampa Bay? Okay. Since we've already, since we've already talked about that. Let's do it. Um, so, um, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you may want to close your ears for this one because we have them starting off a little, a little rough. Losses to Minnesota, Chicago, and Philadelphia to open up the season, heading into a Week 4 matchup against uh, New Orleans in New Orleans. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. The Saints had the Buccaneers number when Tom Brady played quarterback. It's now Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Oh, you like you like you like Tampa Bay here figuring it out. I kind of do. No, I like New Orleans here. Oh. I mean, dude, let's call it spade a spade. Tampa Bay is not going to be very good. They're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. They're 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 going to they're going to sell and trade away a lot of good players trying to rebuild. Well, heading into week number five, they go on a bye week, so that early bye week is a bitch. Heading into week number six, they are going to be at home for the Detroit Lions. We have them picking up a loss there, starting out the season 0-5, um, heading into a week seven matchup against division rival Atlanta. Um, I like the Bucks here. Yeah. Um, some of those vets on the team probably getting pretty pissed. Um, they're coming off recent success from having Tom Brady at quarterback. Um, they're they're going to come out zero and five. They've already pissed away their bye week. They're going to be pretty. They're going to be pretty upset. Yeah. Luckily for them, it, it, after the next week, week number eight, they're going to be at Buffalo. We have Buffalo taking the win there. That's a short week. Yeah. That that that's a short week. But heading into that, they do have a little bit of a cupcake after that. Week number nine, they're going to be having a uh, a date in Houston with the Texans. I think I like the Bucks here. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what Houston's really going to provide defensively to like do enough to slow down Tampa Bay. Right. And then week number ten, they're going to be at home for the Tennessee Titans. I like I, I like Tampa Bay to go on a little bit of a two game winning streak here. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it it starts a little rough, but you know, sitting at three and six, heading into week number eleven, um. Provide a little light. Yeah, provide a little light only for them to go to Candlestick. Oh. Look at that one. All right. Are um, still, aren't that they at Levi now? They're not at Candlestick. Fuck. 
Oh well. Yeah, well, they're they're Levi's. Whatever. Sorry. Um, I see what you did there, and I can appreciate it. Yeah, they're gonna lose this one at San Fran. Okay. Um, and then heading into week number twelve, they're gonna be traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Um, I think the defense is good enough. Anthony Richardson will be starting by this time, still going through some growing pains. I do like Tampa Bay here. I like Tampa 12. Bay, yeah. I, I like them as well. To, to pick up the win. I think, you know, the rest of their schedule, the, their schedule the rest of the way is a little bit more favorable. I do like them to kind of pick up steam here at the end of the season, heading into a Week 13 matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, the, the, vet, the veteran leadership on that team, I think, is going to will them to wins. Uh, here late, kind of give them a little bit of a push toward winning the division crown. And um, I do like them over Carolina here, especially being at home. Yeah, I could see them winning this. Like I said, I could see them also being pretty big sellers at the trade deadline. If that's the case, some of those guys are gone. Um, But yeah, I I mean, if they don't, if they try, like, hey, just going to give it a shot. Well, um, I mean, so 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 the way that I see it is, I don't see Mike Evans leaving. I also don't see Chris Godwin leaving. Maybe Chris Godwin gets traded over anybody between the two of them. But I think I think Mike Evans is Tampa Bay right now at this point. Um, the good news for them is they have they're going to have two guys on their team, quarterback, and they're going to be fighting for jobs. True. So that so that's at least going to keep them competitive, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be their only saving grace. Heading into a Week 14 matchup, they do take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta this time. Do they split or do they do they sweep the series? I think they split it personally. I could see them splitting. Yeah. I think all these teams are good enough and bad enough at the same time that they're not gonna they're not gonna be. I don't think anybody in this division will really get swept. Um, week fifteen matchup against against the Green Bay Packers. We had Jordan Love in his bag that day. Tampa Bay taking the loss. Final three games this season. They start off on a homestand against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Week sixteen. Um, hear me out here. After a pretty disappointing season at this point, uh. They're just making sure that they can get either Caleb Williams or Drake May. Well, I'll, so I'll, I'll put it to you this way: you know, the way we have them sitting right now, they're currently they currently have five wins, so uh, uh, it's definitely not enough to be a playoff. And well, it was fucking last year. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five wins heading into Week 16, sitting at five and eleven right now. Five and eleven. It's fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So five and eleven right now. I don't think that's I don't think that's bad enough to be the one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, you know, I mean, at this point, Minnesota's already sitting at five and twelve, according to what we have. New England's is six and eleven. So I mean, they are. So they're right now. They would like if we if we have them dropping all the last three, they will be the worst team in the. They will they will be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, I like. I have them losing here to Jacksonville, um, but again, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I think they'll split with New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. They do have a game against New Orleans at the end of the year, and then another one against Carolina. So I have them going one and two. <laughs> my fault. I was like, "What's pulling on my cord?" I have, I have, I have them going one and two to finish out the rest of the season. Losses to Carolina and Jacksonville, win against New Orleans. I'm fine with it. I just I think that they like after the loss to Green Bay, they kind of pack up the season. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I think they kind of will pack it up the season. I think that New Orleans game will kind of be a little bit of a shocker. Um, be one they don't mean to fucking win. 
Yeah, maybe not one they maybe not one they, they should win, but they end up do it. They end up do winning anyway. Kind of like the Texans at the end of last season, where they shouldn't have won it, but like they did. Right. I mean, at at, at this point, I think a lot of the people are going to be auditioning to stay on the team for next year. I think Todd Bowles will be fired by this point. Uh, Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield, who who knows who's that, who's going to be starting by that point. Um, so those guys will both be auditioning for jobs heading into heading into that next season. I think I think they'll play well enough down the stretch, but just not good enough to get wins. Okay, they'll stay competitive. Um, so we have Tampa Bay finishing at six and eleven. We're just moving reverse order now at this point, heading on to the Atlanta Falcons. Week number one, they play the Carolina Panthers. Um, hmm. I like I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta here too, simply because like it's Bryce Young's first time like playing like an NFL game, right? And he's, I, he's gonna have practice reps, preseason reps. That's fine. It's not the same as game day. Bryce Young is better than Desmond Ritter. There's no, there's no debating that. Um, but week week one, Desmond Ritter with a whole off season of preparation plus game plus game reps last year mm-hmm. with. A more established team. I like them week one as opposed to Carolina Panthers. Yeah. With that said, week number th- two and three, they play uh, two of the two NFC North teams, Green Bay and Detroit. We have them losing both of those games. Heading into a week four matchup across the pond in England with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's the home team over there. Yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville does tend to play really, really well over there um, for whatever fucking reason. Um, heading into a week five matchup against the Houston Texans. I like Atlanta here. For same reasons that for same reasons that Atlanta beats Carolina, I think Atlanta beats Houston. Well, I was thinking for the same reason. Like, I think Atlanta does win this just because um CJ Stroud doesn't really have a ton of weapons down there. I like his weapons more than Bryce Young's. I like Bryce Young's more. I like I I like the I like the potential that they all bring between Tank Dell. I mean, apparently him and Tank Dell practice like twenty five eight. Well, he told them to draft him. Yeah, so he better fuck me. I also like John Mechie a lot. I th- I think he's gonna break out this year. And he and he's, well, we can't really say he's gonna break out when he hasn't played down yet. Well, I I I think he's gonna come out and he's gonna establish himself as one of the best receivers in that division. Can he still win Rookie of the Year? Technically, okay. Wasn't um, sure how like weird they were about yeah. that. Heading into week six and seven, we have them losing to the Washington Commanders, and then as we just stated, we also have Atlanta losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at um, at Tampa Bay. Heading into a week eight matchup, they take on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. I think the Tennessee team pulls this one out. Okay. The uh, physicality matches up pretty well with. Yeah. Atlanta's run dominant offense. Week number nine, they take on the Minnesota Vikings. They pick up a win there. Week ten, they're going to be traveling to Arizona. No Kyler Murray yet. I like Atlanta. Yeah, give me Atlanta. Cardinals are going to be bad, man. Yeah. Uh, a week eleven bye week comes in right before they have a home matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Like the Saints here. Yeah, like the Saints. Um, now my question is: Do you do you think the Saints sweep Wait. them? 
Oh, are they? Wait, no. If that's the home game against the Saints, then yeah, the, then home. they win. Yeah, I thought you said at the Saints. I may have. I, I just, I just, I just didn't mean to. Yeah, they're gonna win at home okay. against the Saints. Heading into a Week 13 matchup to take on the New York Jets in the New Madeline Stadium, um, we have the Jets picking up a win there. Week 14, they have we have them beating Tampa Bay at home. Heading into a Week 15 matchup on the road to Carolina. Yeah, Carolina gets their revenge here. Okay. Yeah, I think Bryce Young will definitely be playing better at this time. Um, he'll be better prepared. Um, giving us a Week 16 matchup against the Indianapolis Colts at home. I don't think the Colts team is very good. I I do like I I, I like Atlanta here, especially with them being able to control the pace of the game, running the ball. Yeah, give me Atlanta here. Um, I kind of want to say the Colts, but they don't really have anybody on the secondary, and it doesn't help that more people are being suspended because of yeah gambling shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, week 17, we have them losing at the Chicago Bears. And week 18, they take on the New Orleans Saints. They'll win this one. On the road. The Saints win or they win? Uh, well, the Saints win. Yeah. The Saints win? Do you think the Saints – because right now, before we even do the Saints, we already have them picking up five wins. Atlanta's won seven at this point. Do you think with possibly – because I, I, the way it looks, it looks like we're gonna have. It looks like we had New Orleans being able to claim the division. Do you think with having the division locked up, they'd rest some players and Atlanta goes out and wins? No, because I don't know. Those teams don't like each other. Good point. I'll give you that one. I think there could be a, there could be a potential chance that they kick Atlanta from the curb as far as making the playoffs. <sighs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins. So seven and ten for the Atlanta Falcons. Dude, eight and nine could be good enough to get the seven seed in the NFC. Could be. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we have them playing. Uh, they play Atlanta. First game of the season, we have Atlanta winning that one. Moving on to a week two matchup. They're going to be at home versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that is a Monday night football game. Um, we the Saints here. Like the Saints? Yeah, I mean... Growing pain still for... Um, yeah, week two, dude. Monday Night Football, week two primetime game against a pretty good New Orleans team. I yeah. mean, that's um, unfair. Coming into week number three, they take on the Seattle Seahawks. I think Bryce Young will figure out a way to get the best in that one. Well, something about that travel just doesn't seem very great. I agree with you, but I, I I do I do like their offense going against that defense. And I like Carolina's defense more than I like uh, Seattle's offense. Just pick whichever one you want. I, I could see this is a toss up game for me. I have no idea. Yeah, I like I I like Carolina in that one week three. Um, giving us a week four matchup versus the Minnesota Vikings, we have Carolina winning that one. Or Carolina losing that one, I'm sorry. Moving into week number five, at Detroit, we have Carolina beating Detroit on the road. Shout out to them. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, week number six, they travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. We have them losing. Heading into the bye week, week number seven, and then picking up with a little bit of a homestand, starting with the Houston Texans. Um, Stroud versus Young. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a hell of a matchup, but I think Bryce Young shows you why he's number. he went number one. Yeah. Again, I like I, I like Carolina's defense a little bit more, so that also does sway my decision too. Um, week number nine, Indianapolis. Bryce Young, AR fifteen. Bryce Young. 
Bryce Young. Bryce Young getting the best of the rookie quarterbacks early first year of the season. In, in their first year. I think he understands what's on the table. I mean, good Lord, the, if the, if he loses to one of them, not that it's like him versus them, I mean, it's literally his team versus their team, but if he loses to one of them, the media is going to be like, Aah! Yeah, I think I think C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans stand a better chance than Indianapolis does. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that would be a better better game than than the Colts game is, but that's, that's, just, that's just my opinion. Heading into Week Ten, they take on the Chicago Bears in Chicago, and we have them losing. And then they have a home date with the Dallas Cowboys. We also have them losing that. Week Number Twelve, could Bryce Young go three for three against the top quarterback prospects in this year's draft with a date to the, with the Tennessee Titans? Yes. Okay, I like it too. I think Will Levis will be starting by that point. Um, by Week Twelve, um, so. Good on them. Week number 13, they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have them losing that game and then getting a week 14 matchup in New Orleans. Does New Orleans sweep this team or is Bryce Young kind of in his bag at this point and manages to upset a Saints team that shouldn't really be upset? I don't think anybody gets swept in this division. I could see him in his bag this game. Yeah. Winning a game that they have no fucking business winning. Heading into a week 15 matchup, they take on the Atlanta Falcons. We have them winning. Week 16, they play the Green Bay Packers at home, and they lose to the Packers. Week 17, they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville here. Jacksonville? Okay. As do I. And then finishing off the season, uh, we have them beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finishing at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Respectable rookie season. 8 and 9. Very respectable rookie season. Might be good enough to make a playoff spot. Could be. Very well could be. Now moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Um, I already think that they already have the division lock and key. I already have them with eight wins right here. So at least they're tying. I mean, I mean, legitimately, I, I see them I th- winning ten, maybe eleven games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think they are the better, the better team in the division. Um, but with that said, who knows what the fuck's gonna happen in that division? True. Derek Carr may come out. He may play really good. Derek Carr also may come out and shit the bed. True. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Week number one, they take on the Tennessee Titans at home. Um, what you thinking here? Um, I like New Orleans here. I just don't think that there's a lot Tennessee is going to be able to do to stop that offense. Um, I also don't think there's not a lot that Tennessee is going to be able to do to counteract that defense. Exactly. Um, we actually have a lot of the games decided already for New Orleans. Um, I actually have the season has them starting off the season five and zero. Wins at Carolina, at Green Bay, at home against Tampa Bay, and at New England. So battle-tested early, a lot of road games. They have another one coming up in week number six at the Houston Texans. Um, I think confidence is riding a little too high here. Yep, I was just about to say the same thing. They get thing. caught with their pants down. Yep, get caught by Houston on the road. Um, heading into a week seven matchup at home versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I weirdly think they win this one. 
thing to do. Yeah. I think T-Law might be in his bag in this one. Um, I think the Saints are good for uh, one shootout every year. I think that'll be it. Okay. Um, week number eight, Indianapolis Colts. They travel to Indianapolis. Well, I mean, if they're good enough to beat Jacksonville, they're good enough to beat Indy. I agree. Uh, we have them losing to Chicago in week number nine, beating Miami or beating Minnesota in Minnesota in week ten, losing to Atlanta in week number twelve, following their week eleven bye. Uh, a win against Detroit in week thirteen at home, win against Carol or loss against Carolina at home in week fourteen, a win against the Giants at home in week fifteen, with a matchup against the LA Rams in week sixteen. Yeah, they're going to lose this one. Um, Cross-country, short week. It's a Thursday night game. They're going to lose that one. And then we have them finishing up the season with losses to Tampa Bay, with a loss to Tampa Bay and a win against Atlanta, giving them a record of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 6. Easily your division winners. Yeah, that division's just not very good. That would also make... That would also tie them for the best record in the NFC mm. with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Based on our accounts. Good on them. So there you have it. Um, really, they just it went, in, went in order of how we did it. Tampa Bay is 6-11 six, six being the worst. Atlanta 7-10 and 10 coming in second place. Carolina at 8-9 coming in um May have said Atlanta in second. Atlanta comes in third. Carolina comes in second place at eight and nine. And then New Orleans winning the division at eleven and six. Next week we'll go ahead and tackle the AFC South. Um, very interesting games. It looks like they have coming up, including two in London for Jacksonville. <coughs> we'll highlight that next week on Friday. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. We'll let you know what we think about that. About that. Um also, once we have all of this decided, I will be betting on all of these division winners. Okay. I will, I, will, I will be parlaying it. We can go ahead and split it like we did last year. Okay. Um. So if you guys are, if anybody wants to get in on this with us and try and fucking make it rich, um, what would we hit? Four out of eight last year? Maybe less? <clears throat> uh, What? Jags? Jags, I know we didn't hit. No. Uh, I think it was at the Colts last year. We said the Jags were going to win the division. The Rams were going to win their division. <coughs> um, So the Ravens. Bills. Bills did. Philly. Philly did, yep. Minnesota did. Minnesota did. That's three. I think it was at Tampa Bay. I think I took Tampa Bay, yeah. <clears throat> and I think I said the Chargers. So we got, I mean, four out of eight. We're half right. Yeah. Halfway there. We're going for all eight this fucking year. We're in there. All eight. We're in there. Well, all right, Poppy. Let's go ahead and get on out here. Enjoy the weekend. Um, y'all stay safe. Make good choices. No episode Tuesday. Let's get ready to say that. No episode Tuesday. No episode on Tuesday. He'll be in another state yep. uh, like eight hours away. Um, so we will not be doing an episode. We'll be back Friday to the AFC South. Hope you guys have fun this weekend. Stay safe. Make your choices. 
See you guys in a week. And play the damn song. Go O's. Woo!